All right, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. We've got a lot to talk about today. We've got some wild news stories, including a Scotty Cameron putter that sold for a price that you're never going to believe. What a score. Someone sent us this. They, they couldn't believe it. I, I'll tell you all the details of that in a second. Um, we also have a survey that we're going to dig into. A thousand golfers that were surveyed and some of the responses. You haven't seen it yet, Mike. No, I have not. I'm going to see if you can guess the way the majority of the okay. golfers responded. I like it. So we've got some cool stuff. And we're going to talk about the idea is have all the villains, so to speak, left the PGA Tour. Has Liv stolen all the villains? Because Only that's the, the accusation okay. that's been made. And uh, how will that shape out? So there's, there's a lot that we've got to cover. But first, leaving off where we talked about last week, remember we talked about designing our own golf course? Yeah. Yep. Well, you found the spot. I did. Sure did, boys. We're going to Nicaragua. Check this out. <laughs> Private island for sale. We'll get 470 over now. We've got to do a massive GoFundMe because <laughs> we're not paying for that. But look at this place. How cool. You could pick up this whole island. What a spot to put our quarters where you dock the boat. And then, Zach, let me get the like the That's area. the clubhouse there, the Mike? That's the clubhouse. That's where okay. you go and check Future in. Future clubhouse. Yep. yep. And then, look, I think you can get about three decent holes on that island. It'll be a short course. Short course only looks like a small island, but hey, as a start. <laughs> you know? You know, can you only imagine what the real all-in cost would be? 475 for the island, right? Just for the island. And then imagine just getting the equipment on that thing yeah, and no. then turning Fancy that into world. a golf course. Yep. <sighs> I just dream. That's you, all. We, we can dream. We can dream, but two guys who aren't dreaming are the, are the Brian brothers, and we had them on the show. We're going to be uh, airing that next week. Yes. I'm super excited because they had a lot of great things to say about the course that they just bought, and now they're going. It's cool to see how Wesley is going through the design process. You guys aren't going to want to miss that one. Yeah, we caught up with them. They even gave us a couple exclusives on some of the yep. design, yep. Um, and then we'll air that show, as Mike said, next week because we mm -hmm. will be down at the PGA show right. next week. Be nice to escape the cold, get down to Florida. And what I'm really excited about is it's the first time we're back at the PGA show in two years because of COVID, and there's it, it's really like the resurgence of the show. Like yep. there's going to be a lot of the brands are going to be back there. And what I'm most excited about is kind of checking out some of the new tech because we've seen like a revolution. The tech stuff is tech. the best up there. Yeah. You know, it's like you see stuff, you're like, wow, that exists. Right. <laughs> right. There's always some stuff that just yeah. kind of like surprises you. So we'll, we're going to put that together. In fact, we're going to decompress it here on the podcast when we get back. Just talk about some of our favorite things that we saw, but really excited to get down there. Plus filming some content, getting nice back out on the golf course. We're going to sure. do a little bit of everything while we're there. We're only there for a couple of days. We're going to do a little bit of everything. We're going to play night golf. We're going to check out Winters Love Park, uh -huh. you know, a legendary course down there. Uh, so there's a lot that we've got, and I'm really excited for this. But let's first, let's dig into the news a little bit. So this first one, this thrift store putter is what I'm calling it. So this is this huge thank you to Nolan Conway, who sent us this in the DMs. He said, guys, you're never going to believe what I just picked up <laughs> at a thrift store. I love these stories. So we have some pictures here. It's a Scotty Cameron Newport 2. Now, you guys got to guess the prices. If you're watching this, like you put in the comments if you want to quickly guess the price before I reveal it. Lefty, too. Lefty as well, which a, a couple of the comments when we share this said, ah, but it's a lefty. Well, here's the deal. Lefties tend to go for more money. Which I would have never thought. Right. So even if you're not picking one up for yourself, this is, this is the reason that you need to pop into your local thrift store next time you're by there mm -hmm. and just look because mm -hmm. you never know what you're going to find. I'm going to tell you what. I looked up this same putter on eBay. And they're going for about 300 bucks <laughs> on eBay, right? So yeah. let's show you the price. He got this thing for $2.99. <laughs> How amazing. Whoever Dude, that's insane. put the price tag on this had no idea what it was worth. No. No Clearly. idea. 
Right. Uh, but Unbelievable. again, can you imagine some of those are going for 300 bucks? And I thought about this the other day. I was like, it's a great excuse. Like uh, I tease my wife sometimes because she, there's, she doesn't spend on a lot of things, but there's certain things that she likes and she'll spend more on like a, a designer bag. Yeah, right? right. And she'll tell me one of the excuses that she uses is like, listen, it holds its value. Like I can use this for a year and sell it for almost the same price. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I thought, let's just steal that. And anybody out there who's just like trying to justify buying your Scotty. That's it. Just tell your, your significant excuse? other that. Just be because it's true. This will appreciate, honey. I doubt they'll appreciate, <laughs> unless it was a real rare one, yeah. like a Circle T a circle one. Circle T, sure. A Circle sure. T. But what I'm saying is, you could buy a Scotty and use it for a couple seasons, keep it in good shape. You could probably sell it for almost what you bought it for. That's how great yeah. Scotties yeah. hold their value. Yeah. It's crazy. So I'd be like, hey, listen, I'll knock it around for a couple of seasons, like like it's ever really going to leave the bag. Right. Yeah, right. right. But you can at least say. Mm -hmm. And then if I, if ever, if, if ever we need the money, I'll, I'll just sell it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I would have to start putting lefty. Yeah. Two ninety nine Scotty. I would putt lefty for that. That's Seriously. what makes you switch the whole way you Absolutely. play the game. Right. Just, just the way that what you find, but who knows what else you can find. I've seen some incredible stuff, like just on the internet circling around and people find stuff at the thrift stores. So this is your PS garage sales too. Garage I had a buddy sales. of mine who bought a $13,000 watch for $10 at a garage sale. Oh my goodness. And he even did the right thing of saying, are you sure you want to sell this for that? Yeah. So he says. So he says. So he says. Yeah. Um, 13000 Crazy. Hey, it's, you see game. those sales, it's worth pulling over, just thumbing through. Chances are it's going to be 99% junk. Oh, yeah. But it's just that rare You do find. get a golf thing at every garage sale. It's an old bag. It's some wooden clubs. Like There's always something golf that people throw in the attic they're going to get rid of. Yeah. There's a lot of good golf scores at those things. I'll tell you, with all these clubs starting to surface and stuff, we've even mm -hmm. seen like recently with like the Tiger Woods club. Yes. And I think there was a club that like someone thought it was like Tom Kites and it turned out to be Tigers and it was worth like 10X. <laughs> you see? Did you see that? No, I didn't. So yeah, this is a new story. I'm, I'm, I might not be remember. It might not be Tom Kite. It was somebody, and Jeez. you guys remember in the comments, let us know. It was like, it was like four or five weeks ago. Watson. I, Watson? It was Watson? It was Watson. Mm. Okay. So it was... Someone thought they had bought Tom Watson's club, and then Ooh. down the line, they found out it was Tigers, and I think it was 10x the value. Yeah. And it was already a valuable club. Right. It makes me think, we need the like the antique road show. Have you ever seen that show? Yeah, like yeah. They need that for golf. Oh, I'd watch that kill. all day it long. It would kill. People bring it in, and like you it tell would. them, it's like, I'm sorry to tell you this, but it's junk. Or yeah. they'll tell you, this was actually Tigers. It's worth a million dollars. I love that. I'd watch that all day long. That would be terrific. Because I was always into like pawn shop, like those. Yeah. Love that stuff. That Storage Wars. Too good. You name it. Um, and I know there's a couple people who are doing it really well on YouTube right now, but I, yes. I'm telling you, you need like an appraiser there on the spot and just have people bringing the clubs in that they found at garage sales and be like, what's this worth? Yeah. I guarantee 99% cool. of it's not worth anything, anything. but that 1% fine, that's just a killer one. Right. So Nolan, thanks for sharing that with us. Um, the other thing that, let's talk really quick about what's going on in California with the storms. Yeah, how nuts is this? Monterey Peninsula. Some of this imagery that's been rolling in, I mean, scary. Like this video that we're showing here, if you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook, this is actually a shot by somebody who's like, had a run. Yeah, they had to run. They were trying to film the waves coming up. But the as we know, like, and as you heard in the news, I'm sure California being hit with this very unique weather system that's just bringing massive amounts of rain, massive yeah. amounts of rain. Mm -hmm. But all these beautiful courses on the Monterey Peninsula are just getting slammed. In mm -hmm. fact, Zach, you found one with some waves, right? That gave a scale to this. Oh, that tall wave. Look at look at that pier. So here's though. Pebble Beach number four. Um, 
look at the pier. The pier is just overtaken oh. by, oh, yeah, by that's waves. That's crazy. And there was one, I think they said here, what was this? It was like a- 150 feet above sea level is the top of that lone cypress. So that 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 tree Holy is 150 cow. feet. That means that that wave splashing up is nearing 200 feet. <laughs> Incredible. But, but they got it back to shape, right? The good news is, I mean, they're not done with the storms yet, but we saw some other stuff coming out recently, some before and after. I saw this on Golf Digest um, the other day where- the water is starting to subside, right? Mm -hmm. And you're starting to see it look like a course again, which to me, like especially the the modern courses with how good their drainage is, mm -hmm. it's remarkable to me how it's, quickly some yeah, of them recover. It really is. It really is. They just, they drain. So, and, and you think, oh, that, that course is, is lost forever. Um, even yeah. recently we saw this across the pond. I think it was Carnoustie that was like underwater. And, you know, it's, it's, they as far magic, as I know, it's, it's pretty much back in action now. It's it's incredible that the way that they and, and hats off again. The unsung heroes of the golf industry are definitely the maintenance guys. Hundred percent. You know the grounds crew. Hundred percent. What they do to get courses mm -hmm. back in in functioning oh, yeah. condition no so quickly is absolutely incredible. No me. doubt they don't get enough love. Doing hey, God's work. Yeah. Exactly. And whether it's Mother Nature or the sad thing, every once in a while you see pop up in your newsfeed like. Uh, kids with the atvs destroying a green yeah. or something like that yep. just stupid stuff um causing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage but the guys are back out there you know patching, patching it up, cutting yeah. it out and they get those things back real quick mm -hmm. and and again hats off to anybody who out there who's listening who's works in greenskeeping maintenance like you guys are the reason we get to get out there and play these courses that are so beautiful Hats off to the hard work. I feel like a lot of them take pride in it. Like we played a, uh, a recent video on our main channel was the Saxon Woods. Yeah. There was one moment we were, it was like a local muni in Westchester. It's a beautiful course, but it's a muni, you know, so it doesn't have that much money that goes into it, but we saw the bunkers were all nicely trimmed. I know someone out there is taking pride in that. No doubt about you it. You know, I mean, it just looks clean, looks nice. They edged that bunker so nicely out there. And for a muni, it was, it was nice. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. So hats off to those guys. And then just pivoting here and let's talk about this. This was, I'm going to bring up this article. Um, so where this came from originally was it was an interview with uh, with Harry Higgs mm -hmm. and Harry Higgs again not, not never one to not like kind of like speak his mind and we love those guys on yep. tour who will just say it um, but he and I won't use exact language he used because we know we have a lot of kids who listen to the show which speaking of which we'll talk about our meetup in a second yes we got beat we got smoked by a couple of sticks. What were those guys, 12 years old? 11 and 12. 11 and 12 years old. We'll tell you we'll about, tell that, you about yeah. that. But again, we know you know who the audience is, so we want to <laughs> be mindful of that here. But Harry Higgs said, he's talking about the, the PGA Tour as a TV product and worrying that it's not quite as good as it once was because, as he said, Liv stole all the a-holes. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> he's, yep. he's saying that all of the quote-unquote villains went to Liv. Uh, and and I guess every good story needs a villain. So let's just kind of think: who's he talking about here? I can name four. Go ahead, right. run I could go: Bubba, Reed, Brooks, DeChambeau. 
Exactly. So there was the guys who villains. I'm just saying, like those are the guys who stirred up the most controversy. They spoke their mind the most. They had a lot of people who maybe didn't like them for the way they spoke. So to me, that's how I define villain. Well, and and I think squarely the top of that list has been Patrick Reed. Yep. And no doubt, everyone is. It's very polarizing. Whether people seem to either love him or hate him, he's either your hero or your villain. Yep. But I think Mm -hmm. that's the point of it is that he is polarizing. He creates a storyline, you know, and those storylines are often what get people to tune in. Now, I would say the counterpoint to that is I tuned in for great golf. I don't need necessarily those sidebar storylines or the drama. But some people crave it. Some people do. And some people want to see their hero beat their villain. Yep. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, like I, it doesn't bother me that like you'll see like even a playoff hole with two guys you know are best buddies. Yeah. You know, because to me, you can see they're all competitors. They all put that aside when they're in between the lines, you know, sure. playing. Um, but, you know, I guess he, he kind of makes a point, you know, and, and and I'll read his quote. He said, they took all the villains and that's the problem. They took some of the ones who would have had stories written about them, maybe in a negative light with kind of negative connotations. That's kind of a driving force for people to read the story or for people to turn their televisions on. Um, hmm. So... And, and he goes on to say, like, 98% of the guys on tour are pretty boring, or it seems yeah, that way. Yeah. <laughs> and and I get no that. Doubt. There's a lot of nuances, but I think what's going to help this to some extent is that Netflix documentary, the full send documentary that we're going to see. Yes. And the, as these teasers roll out, man, I mean. Did you hear about Joel Damon? 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 What, a, what part? He's just said, he's just. He said, I'm just so nervous about the stuff that's going to come out. Yeah. He goes, because my wife and I, we just let it all out. Right. And you understand something. They let it all out months and months ago. Right. So we're now watching it through the lens of now knowing everything we know with the way that Liv developed the PGA Tour. I would imagine that there had to be some people who maybe said some things that now they don't feel the same way about when it first happened and we didn't have the information. Right. And uh, you don't have any control over that editing process. Like you sign on to be on. It's just like these reality shows. Mm-hmm. No one goes on a reality show with the, you know, or maybe no one goes on right. with the intention of being hated or a right, villain. Of course. Uh, but everything you say is recorded. It's edited in clips. You never know. I wonder how many of the live guys pre making the decision to go to live what they had to say about live. Yeah. The stuff that they recorded way back. Exactly. The guys who were on the fence. Remember even like speaking of he's some people's villain is Kepka. Yep. Right. Because yep. of how blunt he is mm-hmm. and stuff like that. He was a guy who was saying consistently, you know, I don't want to he- take you any of these questions. I'm not going to live. And then all of a sudden he went to live. Right. Right. So who knows? But it, it, I'm on the fence of whether I believe it or not, this is going to change any of the viewership of the PGA tour with those guys being gone strictly because of how they're seen as polarizing figures or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, yeah, I would say like, especially that time where like it was Kepka versus DeChambeau. Yeah. There were some people uh-huh. who would probably tune in, especially if they were paired together. People like it. But I think that that's like a small it. percentage of the total viewership of who watches the PGA right. tour. That's yeah, my I mean, take anyway. Yeah. And I, I think it is. It's funny how he says um, everyone's kind of boring out here. Yeah. I mean, you take guys like Scheffler and, and Spieth. I mean, they're great golfers. I love watching them. Don't get me wrong. But you're right. They're not as vocal as the other guys. Well, that's what he says. He goes on to say, 
you know, they're boring. He goes, or it may seem that way, but they're really not. He goes, and that's where he says, you get somebody on a microphone in their hand and things can change. change right. And I think that's what we're going to see. I think we're going to see a lot of, in the Netflix documentary, a lot of reinforcing what we know already, like following Spieth. And mm-hmm. he's a, you know, he's a good guy, just a, a lovable kind of character. He really is, yeah, right? no doubt. Mm-hmm. And we're, I think there's certain things that are going to reinforce that, but there also may show other di- dynamics to it and additional parts yeah it's going to be electric i, I think yeah it's it's I'm something i'm incredibly looking forward to and don't think we're not going to be you know decompressing no, it here on the show we're going to break it down for yeah. sure what's up zach uh i have two things to ask you guys what's up one do you think phil is a villain i'll let you answer that first do you think phil was towards the end a villain hmm i guess people can classify him as it as like initially as the leader of turning his back on the tour and going off so like I think, initial villain? Yeah, it was almost like a quickly turned villain. Right. Like, it, it, I don't know. I'm thinking like uh, Batman, like, like what's his name? Two-Face or yes, whatever, yes, yes, who yes, was yes. like the hero Just, and like whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden he gets corrupted and he turns exactly. into the villain. So I think that Phil was someone who was also always kind of speaking his mind. Uh, and he just kind of said the wrong thing at the wrong time, doubled down on it, issued a half-hearted apology. I mean, it was a whole, there was a whole news story last year, so we don't have to rehash all of it. Um, but there was a lot of people and players on tour who spoke out against, they didn't like the way that Phil went about things. So he may be, I would file almost like Zach, almost under an unintentional villain, you know? That's a good call. I like that. Um, and then... Another potential villain, Sergio, towards the end. I, If I remember mm. correctly, editing articles, when he threw his clubs and said, I can't wait to be done with this tour, yeah. he was mic'd up for the Netflix documentary. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of those moments like Sergio throwing his clubs, storming off right. the course. Like, There's going to be a lot of that in this Netflix documentary. And I could totally awesome. see Sergio as people label him as a villain. No doubt, because he had always had that very hothead, yep. say whatever's he on my You know, I remember him getting in hot water for banging his club into the ground and yep. messing up the golf course the a little bunkers, bit. Yeah. He was just a guy who would allow his his emotions to boil over. Yeah, You think yeah. about other guys who are very measured and very metered. Um, and then, you know, they've been able to avoid that, but he's never been that type of guy. But it does make me wonder, like we got that little snippet, you know, of him saying, can't yep. wait to leave this tour. And it, it, it kind of blew everything up. But what access did Netflix have? Were they pulling these guys aside right after and getting a quick interview? Are there more sound bites that are going to come out that we're not oh, aware think, of? No doubt. I think so too. Yeah. And I think that's what Damon is, Joel Damon is a little bit yeah, that's alluding right. to when he says that. Mm-hmm. So- and like, I would love to know, like, because I'm sure they are miking up more than just one group out on the course. So I would love to see the reaction of the group, maybe behind Sergio yeah. that day. And like, it's Netflix. Like, oh, so dude, he's freaking out right. up there. Like, I don't think it'll be censored. I think you'll hear curses. Oh, I definitely think you'll hear not. Everything. Right. The Formula One one let it all fly. Yeah, I think it's all flying. And and I think ultimately it's good for the game. For sure. us to For get sure. n- m- like no more doubt. known, and I think that's a lot of ways what Harry Higgs was alluding to here when he was saying that, is just like, you see these guys, when they're in the zone playing, they're they're in the zone. You may catch something on a hot mic, but they're in the zone. You don't really see their character. You see the golfer, yep. right? And then afterwards, we usually get these interviews where they take you through their shots, but you're still getting the golfer. You're not getting the personality. 
I think by any means of mm. bringing more of their personality to the forefront, I think that's what's going to attract more fans. Sure. And I don't necessarily even need necessarily mean they need to be villains. I think all the guys you named earlier kind of became villains in some ways because they were willing mm. to voice their opinions. They were willing to be unfiltered in press conferences. Sure. Mm. They were willing to put out on social media. There's a lot of other guys. They're not robots. We just don't hear from them outside of the line. So, like, right, they, we don't. By the, whether it's Netflix, whether it's social media, whether it's players taking their own incentive, if it's for the PIP program or whatever, mm -hmm. to start to say a little bit more and become more vocal and show us who you are as a person. I think that's what creates where we're we're more involved and brings more fans in the game, and and that'll create by its own kind of necessity more quote unquote heroes and villains. Sure. Because yeah, yeah, there'll yeah, be guys exactly. with a certain attitude that you attach to, yep. but another person hates. Yep, exactly. And vice versa. Exactly. So I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic. We're going to have to see kind of where that goes. We'd be able to binge that, you think? Or is that like a week by week? Yeah, we can. It'll the whole thing will be out. Drop. Wow, it should be ten episodes and it should drop at all anymore. the same time. You know, we're spoiled. You're so over the week by week. The week by week, you know, White Lotus I was watching. You had to wait for the next Sunday. I mean, of course, you could wait for the whole season end and then just do it. But Dude, I mean, that was the way we grew up. I, I remember, no, no doubt. I remember and the commercials. waiting until Seinfeld, the next episode, the ne you know, right. next week. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. it would go on break and be like, I'll see you in three months. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, exactly. great. Great. But uh, yeah, we're going to yeah. lose. I don't think Zach's going to get any sleep for a little bit when that thing drops. Yeah, no he's going yeah. to watch the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, all right, let's shift gears real quick. Another thing I wanted to ask you about, because- we're going to be heading down Orlando like we alluded to before. Yes. One thing we want to check out, we're going to try to check out, is Pop Stroke. Sure. It's making and, noise. And you know often when we're in Orlando, we also hit up Top Golf. Right. Right? And we're going to be playing Night Golf. Wow, so I see where this is going. Where this is going is more and more we're seeing develop more fringe, I'll call them fringe golf activities. Yep. So I wanted to get your take. What are some of your favorites? Which ones do you think maybe are just a little gimmicky? Which ones do you think are cool? What What do you think that it is on? Like, how's it mm. changed the game? The dynamics yeah, no, of the game. I mean, I like the pop, uh, the top golf experience because it's casual. It's super casual, and it opens door like anyone can go. Anyone's comfortable to go. And you play golf, you don't play golf. It's cool. Right. That's been their whole motto anyway, and I think it's great. The food is good. The drinks, whatever. That's always been my favorite. I've never done pop stroke. Or like, I mean, of course, we've done mini golf, like at the Jersey Shore. Mini golf's been around forever. You know, yep. come on. Don't get me wrong. I mean, always going to love mini golf. But I never felt like mini golf translated in any way to real golf. Yeah. Right. Like, I never felt like right. that was the gateway that, like, I took my kids mini golfing and they're like, Dad, I want to play golf. Yeah. It so was always thought of its his own. Mini golf was you, mini you golf. You think pop stroke can move it into that next? I wonder because pop stroke, well, A, I think where that starts to bring in is like, the Adults. way I could see it is, let's say we went to Pop Stroke and brought our wives, yeah. right? And now it's a really fun vibe. You're having a couple of drinks. Mm -hmm. You've got, it's not quite as mini golfy. It's a little bit more like real putting, right? And I could see our our wives are not into golf, or this could have been anybody's significant other. You're out there playing and be like, oh, I could see how you guys have fun doing this. Yeah. I would like to come out on the real course and try it sometime. Right, right, You know, right, which right. is... Not that big of a stretch. You go out on the real course, you know, depending on how you enjoy the game, you may be like, you you know, have a couple of drinks and it's just a much, it's a longer course, right? It's longer. But it's the same idea. Like you're, it's, it's still socializing. Mm -hmm. It's still a club in your hand and, you know, playing with some friends. Yeah. So I could see Adults that being a gateway. No kids hanging. Are there kids there at Pop Stroke? 
I don't know. I mean, I think it's because that'll be we'll our first out. experience with it. It's I know it's got a bar well, setting, but go. it's also it's a restaurant too. Yeah, that's true. Maybe like at certain times, maybe at night, it's open to the adults only or something. Yeah. But hey, I, look at it. It looks pretty cool. I, yeah. I mean, I think we're going to have a great time doing it. And and when we had two, like I said, the other one was to be Top Golf. Top or Golf. In Orlando is also Drive Shack. Drive same, Shack. Same, type so of same idea. concept as, as Top Golf. Now there, it's getting a little closer to golf because you're taking full swings. Yes. You're using different clubs, mm -hmm. right? And this, again, like you can see from social media, there's a lot of non-golfers who are there. You look at some of the swings, you realize these guys are not, you yeah. know, guys and gals are non-golfers. Right. But I could see that being a little bit more get your hooks into you and you want to explore the game a little bit more. Uh, what about like, um, would you classify these short courses as fringe golf or that real golf? That's Cradle, a good question. baths. It operates, I think, a little bit on the fringe. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a score thing. you're posting for your handicap. Right, it's, right, right, right. Uh, you got the cradle you're hitting off of a mat, you know? Mm -hmm. There you um, go. Look at the cradle there. But, I, I, and I, I again, I, I think it's just finding all of these new ways that you can bolster the game, mm -hmm. rethink the game, approach the game in a different way. Um, be yeah, even for your all, not just bringing people into the game, but also f just creating more experiences for your current golfers. Sure. Like how great we've said this before. Every time we travel, every resort we think should have a short course. They just should. adds one more thing after your round, go play 45 minutes on the short course. It's just another way to right. experience the game here. We're look at the baths, the look baths, which was one of my favorite golf experiences. That was. And look at them. Amazing. We looped it in about 45 minutes. They you carve know, that little thing into this, this this set of land, and look at that water. All par three holes, yep. you know, really easy to play, um, and just not you know not easy to score, but easy to get out there. Just like a very relaxed vibe. Yeah. You could play with hickory, hickory clubs, clubs. You could play different ways. But I think that these these as we find new ways to reimagine and rethink the game, it's just making the game so much more dynamic. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm I'm ex excited to see what else. And I think even at the PGA show when we're down there next week, I think we're going to see some other things that that might be people like that's where like the kind of the the brainchild start to come to life. Yeah, where people have ideas. But I, I'm 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 psyched for all of them. I'd love to hear you guys in the comments. What are some of your favorite fringe golf activities? What are some that maybe we haven't mentioned here that you enjoy? But I'm just good to see. I'm glad to see the game growing in new ways. Yeah, no doubt. You can't. You can't discount the Patriot Lounge vibey places like that, too. I think those are super cool, like where we had our meetup. And I think, you know, what do you have? He had four Trackman bays yep. with TVs, full bar, axe throwing, um, pool restaurant, pool tables. Yeah, I would put simulator indoor golf right in there, too. Is that fringe yeah. golf? And I think at some point we're just going to think of it all as golf mm -hmm. like there's just going to become multiple ways to go play golf whether it be going to the driving range to, to you know what i mean because like otherwise it can be limiting it can be very expensive to get out and play 18 sometimes yeah but it, i'm actually it can so be, glad you brought this up it could be like much more affordable to say i'm gonna go get a bucket of balls yeah. i'm gonna go to uh top golf mm -hmm. i'm gonna you know something right. like that and a buddy of mine from high school who follows along uh podcasts and things um, he says to me, he goes, Hey, I'm thinking of joining this XYZ country club locally. And he said the, the initiation was 8,000 and it's annually 7,500 a year. I'm like, all right. He goes, well, what do you think of that? I go, well, you got to justify playing $16,000 in of golf in year one. Right. His response was, I just hate never being able to get a tea time anywhere. It's so true. It's so true. I so I could it. see the Patriot lounges filling up because for 40 bucks an hour, you know, you go there, you can do other things. You're indoors. 
I think we're going to see more of it. I think you will too. Yeah. And and listen, I totally feel that. I mean, I, that's why a lot of people go to joining pri- private clubs is because it can be so hard or that little bit of time you have maybe yeah. on the weekend yeah. in your busy life to get out there and play and you can't get it. And that was time. for a weekday membership. Yeah. Which is the only time he'd be able to do it. You know what would, <laughs> would create that value for me? I would judge a course based on how good their practice facility is. Right. Because when you join, you also get unlimited access to those practice facilities. Yeah. And for me to have a place where I can go and it's got a good short game area, it's got a good range and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I could, you know, get my rounds in where I can, but I could use that a couple of days a week. That to me, it starts to bring down the per use hundred percent price yeah you got to justify it but listen like i said i i can see a day where we start to see people debating uh memberships to indoor facilities uh memberships to top golfs and things like that like there's going to be many ways that you can get your golf fix and i think that that's a good thing because it's different the game can serve itself and have many different faces it can serve itself in many different ways yeah so agreed definitely weigh in give us some of your favorite fringe golf activities let us know in the comments and the last thing i'll hit you with before we dive into our survey is talking about our our meetup Mm. so this past weekend first of all huge thanks to everybody who came out yeah no doubt big big thanks um well organized i have to give the patriot lounge so much credit all the credit goes to the patriot lounge mike there um you know we it was funny. We Patriot Hills is a course that we love to play. We were playing there two years ago, and we ran into Mike, and he had told us the idea of him wanting to open up a simulator type of bar, and he wasn't sure where he was going to do it yet. And then he found the end up finding the space there. So when we were back playing, he goes, "Guys, come check it out. I'm open." I'm like, "Oh, we got to see this." We saw it, and we said, "Got to do a, a meetup here." And he was so cool about it. You know, he ended up uh, covering, you know, free simulator time for everybody who showed up. He had some free food out that was terrific. Yeah, the food was great. Those uh, those chicken tacos, fire. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely kept fire. Him, kept them coming. Yeah, he had sliders. He had, a, and it wasn't, you know, just like he wasn't putting out chips and dip. You know, he mm-hmm. did a terrific job with that. The bar was a great time. Everything was great. And um, we did a closest to the pin. He's got the Trackman simulators in there. Like, it was just really a lot of fun and it was so great to see so many of you guys in person because we always said it's great we love that building the golf is the community talking in the comments we try to respond as many comments as we can but ultimately getting the community and bringing it back offline is one of our favorite things to do yeah and covid had messed that up for a while but now we're back at it we're going to put more of these meetups together and our goal it's a little bit more administration but we're trying to put together and so many of you while we were there asked for this a real on course tournament yeah i think that's tournament. a spot too yeah it would be Play a great course, spot come for into it. the patriot lounge afterwards we do some awards and prizes i think we're going to make this thing happen we get something put to put together on. maybe like a two-man scramble teams yep you and i could play as a two-man scramble yep. we could have a lot of fun with that so stay tuned for that but we had uh i loved it we had a a, a really diverse crowd they're all ages and these two kids just made my day they were they were there with their parents and their parents were telling us like they're on the junior team and they're Great they're swings. always there and mm. and and mm-hmm. I think these dads had it like locked in they had the right idea he I like, knew Listen. I knew it would this this outcome was going to happen but go ahead he goes he goes <laughs> I he goes I I was speaking to one father and he goes I come here he goes it's great I rent the simulator for a half hour my son gets the you know he's addicted to the game he gets to get his cuts in and play I have a beer I sit and watch him I give him feedback home run yeah, the games right. are on you got yeah. the televisions i mean it's talk about fringe golf it's awesome but they come over and they're like these two guys want to challenge you two to a closest to the pin 
Yeah. Pebble Beach. Like, and we we're got like, you. we got you. We already knew we were going to lose yeah. after watching what some mm-hmm. of the things they were done, but uh, it was fun. So, you know, we got out there. We we're going to take three strokes, three shots each. Um, I had no help of the team. You stuck it. I stuck it to eight feet. Yep. I thought we were in good shape. I thought you had us there. Um, the first little guy goes, and he didn't. He didn't quite Pull, match he the eight a couple foot. Of them. Yep. yep. Um, then the, <laughs> the other guy steps up. First shot, not so great. Ugh. Second shot, I love it. I wish I caught this on I film. I wish I did too. The, he did. His father the, might have it. He. We're gonna have to ask. Yeah. He did the full. The the club twirl. The tiger like walking. President's cup walk. The shot. Yeah. And he stuck it to four feet and beat us. He knew it off the club. He club. knew it. He <laughs> knew it. I need that video. So Dad, we hooked him up it. with some foot joy gear yeah, that's right. and stuff like that. They were thrilled. They were uh, thrilled. But we were doing it closest to the pin, and the guy who won it, we gave him a, a Vokey wedge. He stuck it to two feet. Um, and then we had another guy who, who had a hole in one. Got a hole in one. But that it was like five minutes after we wrapped up the competition. I know. I know. He holds it. <laughs> but um, it was just a lot of fun. We will do it again. Huge thanks to Mike, all, the whole team of the Patriot Lounge, for for helping us put this thing together. Um, and guys, we will we'll talk about more. And if you're not already part of our online clubhouse, go to golfisty.com slash clubhouse to join. It's a we've got a group chat going in there, and it's always everyone in the clubhouse is the first to know about any meetups. We had new merch there. New merch, so many you bought some. Thank you so much for the support. Yep. So a lot of that coming, but our clubhouse is like kind of our group chat that we keep going for the, you know, the the main core golf community mm-hmm. in between events, but you're hearing it like this is our promise. We're going to do more of these. They take a little bit of work, a little bit of administration, but you find the right venue, we can make it happen. And imagine, I mean, I'm still so enamored. So many people came from so far. So far. thank you guys. Like we had one gentleman from from Rhode Island, Rhode Island another three hours into Pennsylvania. So it was great to see. I'd so love many to do that. them and more and more make it part of maybe these travels. I know these travels get busy for us, but if we were able to just do one of these fringe night things and just meet some of you in other cities that you may never be coming up to New Jersey or New York. Right. And uh, some try. of them may even be last minute. Like I know. If it's not even structured, if we just say, hey, anybody who's in town, meet us at this bar. Right. Just to get just to get the community together, we may do that, and that's what we'll use the clubhouse for. So there you go. make sure you guys join up in the clubhouse. Um, all right, let's let's take a quick break. Let's do a quick word from our sponsors. Then we're going to come back, I'm and I'm going to see how many survey. I can stump you with this yeah, I'm survey. Nervous. All right, all it, right. It, I think some of the results might surprise you, but let's take a quick break. We're going to do a word from our sponsors, then we'll jump right back into it. All right, guys. So we're super excited to share with you some exclusive opportunities from Titleist. But to be part of them, you have to join Team Titleist. And Team Titleist gives you access to opportunities like prototype testing. In fact, I have some right here in front of me. The white boxes that you see on social media often, and these are going to be some testing for the new balls, hint, hint. But to be part of that and to get these in the mail, you got to be part of Team Titleist. And what's so great about Team Titleist is that they do these surprises. You know, you just sign I up. I love these things. You're part yeah. of Team Titleist, and all of a sudden, something like this arrives at your doorstep, and you just feel like the coolest person on earth. I know. You know, like, what's that? You know, but they really do value the feedback that they get from their team and their consumers. And that's why they often will send something like this to get that feedback. Or even it's something just as simple as a bag tag, just being part of the crew. Uh, There's so many really exclusive opportunities, special events, limited edition gear. Um, and, and like I said, like the bag tags that we have here, but to be part of it, you have to be part of team Titleist. So go to sign up, go to Titleist.com slash team Titleist, one word, Titleist.com slash team 
Titleist. And it was cool at our recent meetup. We met a lot of you other team Titleists out there yeah. uh, sharing some of your own experiences with the brand. But it's really cool when you see something like this and Titleist really makes you feel at home. So go to Titleist.com slash Team Titleist. Get signed up today. Join. And who knows? Next thing you might see on your doorstep is uh, a white box for some balls to test. So give it a go. Uh, join Team Titleist, and we'll see you guys there. And big thanks to FootJoy. We're still talking thermo series because, guys, it's still cold, and this is going to be important as we go into spring because you're going to want to check out the base layers, the mid layers, and the outer layers, and, and the pants in the entire lineup of thermo series. And I talked about this. I talk about it a lot, but restriction, you know, getting through the swing. It's what I love about the thermo series. The fabrics, they're selected for not only thermal properties, but they have the golfer in mind. That's what's so smart about FootJoy. They provide warmth without restriction in these cooler conditions. So uh, their hand-selected texture fabrics feature subtle patterns, and they offer these really, really cool characteristics. I even like the style of them, you know? They're not bulky, like I said, and, and like I said, there's some smart people at FootJoy who came up with the Thermo series. So go give it a look. Go to footjoy.com. You could check out the whole entire lineup there. And I would add to that, stay tuned for our social stories too while we're down at the PGA show next week because we're going to be spending a little time in the, in the FootJoy booth. Yeah, yeah. And we may even be able to give you guys some sneak peeks of a couple of things that are coming exciting stuff so stay tuned for that all right let's jump right back into the show okay mike so i'm going to see if i can stump you a little bit here and, and you guys at home Bring can it. play along as well so whether you're watching on youtube or on facebook we'll, we'll put some of the the answers here on the screen or if you're listening i will list everything out here but what this comes from i was able to dig up a survey it goes back a couple of years it's mm -hmm. back from 2017 this is a survey that golf.com did that's where this comes from uh this information and they surveyed a thousand golfers at the time okay now I doubt over a couple of years, many of these answers have changed. A lot of these are kind of the test of time. Sure. But I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the question that was asked. Okay. It's a little bit like family. Feud, I love family. Feud. Right? I was just going to say, I'm gonna I tell might you be able question, to dominate this, but thing. we're going to make it a little bit easier because we're going to give you what the answers were. You just pick one. I it's picked the top answer. Say. I want you to pick the top answer okay. and I want yeah, you to give yeah, your I answer. I got this. Right. Yep. So the first question that was asked was, which of these irritates you most on the golf course, right? And there's a there's a couple of different possibilities, the multiple choice. Yep. Uh, which of these irritates you most? Slow play, poor course conditions, poor Ooh. etiquette, or high green fees. Wow. So all of these are something that, you know, <laughs> can be pretty irritating. I, I think for me, I'm going to go with what I also think the highest answer is, and I think it's slow play. Slow play is your answer. Okay. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I I thought the answer, the answer might be either high green fees or poor course, course conditions. Yeah, I went straight. Because I play. very often hear the complaints of like, mm -hmm. I paid XYZ and the green looks like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But let's give you the answers here. 65 boom baby said slow play that's where my head went right away because i'm thinking about your time and people just not having any patience anymore and slow play being such an issue of course is people don't like it I believe like it. it or not only 5.3 percent complained about high you know, greens fees i think people are willing to spend if i the think places so. in good if it's in great shape, shape. you yeah. get it yep and and the fact that only 18 percent said poor conditions makes me think that more places are in great shape than we think but 11 percent of people of a thousand said they just <laughs> the biggest thing they couldn't stand was poor etiquette There's yeah sure people out you there know nasty just, people there yeah you don't want to go back i get that I can, there's I can a few people that. have bad experiences put a damper on it zach put one in the wind column right there number one okay on average mm. how long after you finish a round 
do you typically leave the golf oh, okay. course? Now, again, we know you are a different story. I'm a different here. specimen. This guy, the car the is cart literally heating up off, on the 18 T before the cart turns off, before the <laughs> engine dies. Put his, he's out of there. Mike's a, Mike's an always on the go individual, always. but always. we do know that a lot of people like to hang around. So here are your possible answers. Do they leave immediately within 30 minutes? Within an hour, hmm. within one to two hours, or there's also one of two hours or and There's more. no lifelines, right? I can't call anybody. Can't I just call. Go. So right. which one did you think the majority <sighs> of the people, how often, how quickly after finishing their round did they leave the golf course? I'm going to say that the majority are with me because the round of golf is long enough. I think people are jetting right out of there. So I'm you gonna go immediately. immediately. Okay. Within 30 minutes was my struggle. I thought maybe it was that, but I'm going to stick with immediately. I don't think anyone's going an hour or more than that. Well, within 30 minutes was the answer with okay. 37%. And there's 14% wow. of it just like Mike out there. <laughs> then you have the lucky the few, 14% uh, who, who stayed hung around an hour or two after their round. I'm sure One got a drink, got a bite to eat, yeah, hung out with drink, the buddies, drink. went through the scorecard. I don't score think they're card. practicing. They're drinking, they're eating. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess an hour, huh? for the, the the poor few who had such a bad round that they right. immediately went to the range to figure it out afterwards, right. you, right. you feel for those guys. Wow. I was the, the complete opposite here. But the, most, the lowest. I would say that the, mm. the vast majority over, uh, it, that, that turns out the 70% yeah. are somewhere in the 30 minutes to an hour after their round. They're they just don't want to get home yet. That's just it. They're not no They're rush it. They're to get back it. to the grind. I should have thought of that. All right. All right. So put one in the L there. Now, this one's a fun one because we've all said jokingly, I quit this game, <laughs> right? It's such a hard game. I quit. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? What, what's that that hat that says like, uh, I, I hate golf. I hate golf. I hate golf. Great shot. I love this. I love, I love this golf. Game. Something like that. Yep. Yep. But they were asked in the survey, how seriously, seriously, have you, I'm sorry, have you seriously considered quitting the game or even done so at some point? So what I'm going to ask you is out this of is a thousand a people, what percentage of people have actually seriously like, yeah. considered quitting the game? Okay. I like that. I got multiple choices here. So let's see. I know serious can be like kind of subjective, but let's say that serious is serious. Like they're not just saying it. Okay. Do I get answers to look at? You, you it's either yes or no. Oh, how, how many? I want to see how many people have seriously considered it. How many people have said yes? I'm gonna. You give me a rough percentage. Okay, I'm just gonna think about this. I'm gonna say 32. percent Wow, 32. percent glad, glad to report that the answer is only 12.9. Wow. Okay, I'm surprised in that. Who who said they? That means 87 percent of the people out there when they tell you they're quitting. You just laugh I it just off. thought there was so many factors out there between like high greens fees, high price for equipment, that there'd be so many factors that people would want. The reality is like we're learning here. People aren't people are quitting. So like <laughs> when you're when you're, you know, at a barbecue with your buddy and he comes up to you and be like, I'm quitting the game. I'm quitting. Like, no, you're not. Yeah, you know I mean like, okay. Yeah. That's when you just say sure. Sure you sure. are. Hand him a beer and just say, sure you are. I'll see you next uh, Sunday, usual time. Yeah. Uh, all right. Failed there. Um this is gonna be a yes or a no, so you're gonna tell us the percentage. You're Got gonna it. guess the percentage. Um, these tips help. How, the question was asked, have you walked off a golf course in the middle of the round because you were upset with how you were playing? So we've all had the bad round, mm -hmm. the right. bad enough round that you actually stop playing. Yeah. Walk up forfeit what you paid in greens fees, right? How many percentage of people do you think said yes to that question that they've walked off in the middle of a round 
because they were so so upset with how they're playing. Not because they got the call from yes. the wife that like you know child's on the way or the something. The kids uh, got a Lego up their nose and you got to yeah. get out of here. Right. No, no, no. Right. This is that. All right. I think uh, for me, I have never done it, but um, for the results, I'm going to say it's low that people have done this. Six percent have left the course. That's a darn good guess. It's nine point four percent. Yeah, I mean, you're committed. You pay those greens fees. You're. I think you're committed. So ninety percent of you out there have just gritted through it, no matter how yep. bad you're playing. Because you always feel out. maybe the next hole you're back. You're back. I, I would just keep trying to get back. I wouldn't quit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think no, most people no are quitting out there. No, no quitting. Come on, guys. Um, All right, we got that one. Okay, here's the. <laughs> Have you ever walked off the course in the middle of the round because of an irritating playing partner? Now I can only imagine how irritating someone would have to be for you to quit your own game. Like yeah. I can't play with this guy anymore. Yeah. I'm out of That's here. That's just it. I, I gotta get I out gotta of here. Get out of here. Wow. The, the sad news is there have been some yeses. I want you to guess what percentage of people have ever walked off the golf course because they were so irritated by their playing partner. I'm gonna say it's low. You got to have thin skin to be to not be able to or hack that. Or that person's got to be a nightmare. or a complete nightmare, a nightmare. like nightmare. I'm gonna say 3.7 percent. That is an amazing guess. It's 3.9. That's an amazing guess. Yes. So three. Yes. So which if you do the numbers, that's a thousand people surveyed. That means 39 people have literally walked off the golf course because wow. they were so irritated by who they were playing with. Either they have thin skin, or that was a nightmare par pairing out there. Right. Right. Okay, now same thousand people are asked: Has the outcome of a round ever ruined a relationship for you? I mean, I'm talking about the golf was so bad you were never talking to that person again. I don't know if it's a rules infraction. Wow. I don't. I know. could see fighting out there. I could see accusing of cheating. Yes, I could see a lot of cheating. Now, when the way this is phrased, I'm assuming there was a pre-existing relationship. This wasn't just yes. like you got paired with this guy. I've never met him yeah. before, and I'm never playing with you. I'm saying you and me, we know each other. We decide to play golf together, and because of whatever happened you know, out there, I've never no longer friends. Yeah, that's it. We can no longer be friends. Wow. How so many how, percentage of people said, yes, I've had uh, that happen? I'm going to say with all of the, the cheating, I'm going to go a little bit more than the, the recent ones. I'm going to say like 12%. Wow. 12% of you think of relationships ruined out there. Yeah. It's actually lower. It's 1.2%. Okay. Okay. Because again, something would have to be so bad that you take a, you, you, the friendship is over. But that's still 12 out of 1,000 people have said they've completely ended a friendship over what's happened out on the golf course. That's pretty wild. Um, have you ever felt guilty? That golf has taken you away <laughs> from time with your family. Now you're a family man. Yeah. You know, you've got kids, you've got obligations. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. I, I don't know. I would say, me answering personally, I felt a little bit guilty, even though that's my time that I kind of carve out. Yeah. Sometimes sure. I feel a little bit of guilt. I could see it. Um, I'd love to hear you say, how many people do you think answered yes that they have felt guilty that golf has taken them away from their family? <laughs> 8%. That's a good guess too. It's ten point five percent. I can't see many feeling guilty. Which, no, <laughs> I'm not sure how to read this. Either people are like, dude, whatever, or I. You could put frame this in the right headspace. Be like, listen, I'm not feeling guilty. This is my thing. This is what I do. Yeah, yeah. You're not lying to anybody. I'm just going out Some there. Some people hopefully. have a little guilt. I see. Hundred people. So felt ten, a hundred people said they felt guilty, and eighty nine percent said, nope, no guilt. I'm out there. This is my yeah, time. This is this my is time to shine, play. baby. Um, another question, does the equipment that tour players use influence what you buy personally? Hmm. No, 
Okay, are you answering now? Or? <laughs> okay, uh, I will give you a hint. Yes. By answering no, you're in the majority. Yeah. You're okay. in the ma- majority of people do not feel that the, what so the, the perc- tour players use influence what they personally use in their game. Okay. So the percentage I have to give you the people who said yes. I'd love to hear how many percentage of people do you think say yes, ba- I buy based on, at least partially my decision is based on what the tour players are using. I'll say it's it's a low, it's it's 22%. 36.7% is oh, the answer. 36.7% wow. say yes. So that's like saying like, okay. hey, uh, you know. Yeah, JT's JT playing. JT's a Titleist guy, so I'm a Titleist right, guy. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like there are some, I guess there are some diehard fans that are just going to go all the way. Yep. But 63% of you are making your, your buying decisions based on something other than what you see. The, uh, I'd the like PGA to hear that tour. survey of um, how many people are buying equipment based on their favorite creators or influencers or off-course. I would say since this has come out, I would say that is shifting because we're, we're seeing how many people in the in the uh, manufacturer space are starting to partner up with creators. Right. I think this has been the biggest year ever. Right. I'm thinking about the huge Callaway signing with Good Good and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I would say, venture to guess that there are, and and I think of Good Good as having like a, a younger audience mm-hmm. for the most part. There are some young kids that are going to buy Callaway clubs because, because their of that. favorite Good Good member plays them. One of the guys came to the Patriot Lounge with blingy new titles, said he bought them because of us. There you go. So uh, mm. there's some influence there for sure. Um, all right. Now it's time to get real okay. and time to be honest here. So <laughs> yikes. Same thousand people were asked, do you regularly, regularly, I'm not saying ever, regularly, regularly. take a mulligan off the first tee? The this is, this ball, is the, right? our breakfast ball crew here. How many percent said yeah, first of all, you, God, we'll put you in the hot seat. You can answer if, if you regularly take a mulligan off the first. It depends on the group I'm with. I'd say on the group and the circumstances. Yeah, if I and the first shot, right? No, but for real, I would say where it happens is if it's mutually agreed upon in the group that yeah. we, we didn't have time to hit the range, and it's we say, "Listen, balls, guys, yeah. we're late. Let's skip the range." We can take a breakfast ball on the first tee if you want. Yeah, it takes the pressure off immediately. Right. Everyone feels comfortable. Right. Yeah. So it happens. But I, I, what percentage I, do you think said yes that they regularly take a mulligan off the first tee? I think a lot of people have pride too that they don't want to admit it. I think the answer is going to be higher than it is. I'm going to say 38% take it. Not bad. 33.1% yeah. said yes yeah. that they regularly take wow. a mulligan off the okay. first tee. Interesting. Now, here's where the rubber meets the road. The same crew was asked, do you consider taking a mulligan off the first tee to be cheating? Okay. okay so there's going to so be some overlap here who like, yes, yes, I consider it cheating. And yes, yes I, I do it, it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. So you can't just flip the numbers. And there's going to be some <laughs> people who say, I do it and I don't consider it cheating because X, Y, yeah. whatever you want to rationalize. Like we, like we said uh, before, we all agreed on it. I didn't have time to warm up. Right. Whatever reason you want to rationalize I don't, it. I don't think it's the 60s, but I'm going to say it's high. I'm going to say it's 48%. Say it's so you think 48% said yes, it's cheating. Yes, it's cheating. Only 25.1%. That's wild. 74.9% people do not consider it cheating if you take a mulligan off the first tee. That's great. So you read into that what you will. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. All right. We got two left. We're gonna here. we're gonna right, st- one left. Two we got left. two left, and we're gonna stay on the honesty route here. Yep. On average, how many times per round do you break or bend the rules? Now we're gonna give you multiple choice. Good. Okay. So how many? Some the percentage of people said once. Some people said two to three times, four to five times, 
more than five times. Jesus. <laughs> Those yeah. might be your nightmare playing yep. partners yep. that yeah. make you leave the course. <laughs> right. Or none. No times at all. Right? So I, I don't have to have you guess all of them. Let's just have you guess. Pick one and guess it, and we'll just give you all the rest of the answers. I don't think it's a I think I don't think you're a one and done. I feel like if you're a one guy, you're gonna do more than one, but I don't think four to five. I think at that point you got just issues. So you think I'm four to say, five is probably the lowest category? Yeah. No, I think two to three times is the highest category. You think tw- two to three times I think is the highest? Most okay. people are cheating two to three times per round. Well, I would say you got it right of the cheaters. So if we reveal the answers here, twenty-seven percent of the cheaters of the forty percent said wow. they did it two to three times. Forty percent was the largest category. Forty percent of people said that they did not break or bend the rules at all. Rigid, no breaking, yeah. no bending. Yeah, like so, you're out there solo. You hit a ball in the woods. Your your knee height dropping. You, oh yeah, or I you're mean, going or, back to the tee. You're going back to the if tee. It's OB or oh, you're playing a provisional. Wow, forty percent of that honest, huh? That's pretty good. Interesting. That's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Now I'm going to give you a tough one. Would you rather, the same crew was asked, would yeah. you rather make a hole in one or receive $5,000 in like cash? Like instantly cash in right cash. now. I can either say, Mike, I can wave a magic wand. Next time you're on a part three, you're making a hole in one or I can hand you $5,000 cash. Do I know the hole in one is coming? Like I can film it and everything? You, yeah. Okay. Like you don't anyway. Right. I know. Uh, hole in one. 10 times out of 10. You're taking the hole in one. Yeah. If you added a zero to the money, you'd make me think a little bit more. Well, that's the next question I have is what is the number that, what's the hole in one worth to you? Let's just get down to brass tacks here. To business. Uh, like, we'll show, reveal the answers here in a second, but what? Suitcase full of cash over the hole in one. I think $100,000. $100,000. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. even make it even harder. What's the number? That I'd have to pay you to guarantee that you never get a hole in one the rest of your life. So you know that every part three you step up to, it's never, never going to happen. It's not, now I can wave the magic wand the other way and say, I am cursing you against hole in ones. What would be your money? How, what <laughs> would you say? say? The same hundred. What's your price tag? Same? <laughs> you know what? For that, because like knowing that it'll never happen, I think a little more premium there, I'd say quarter million. Quarter million dollars. Yeah. Okay. Because I could still play golf and still have fun. Right. Oh, it's not wrong. Think- you'll just never, you'll just die without a hole in one. Yeah, quarter million's low then. Yeah, we'll come back to that. We'll cover your greens fees for quite some time. All right, let's reveal the answers here. How many people said that they would get they they I, would I take the hole in one. one? Definitely. Thirty four point six percent said they would take the hole in one. Sixty five point four percent said they would take the five thousand dollars cash. That's interesting. Well, I'd love to know what some of you guys' numbers are for that what's one. Your, Weigh in for all you? of these in the comments, but what what is your number that you would take to not have a hold in one, or would you take the cash? Let us know in the comments. Anyway, that's all the surveys that we have. That was one, that one was a lot of fun. That was fun. We'll you have to dig top. up some more. Mm-hmm. And I first saw that, I was just you know kind of browsing the internet. I saw this old survey pop up, and I'm like, I started to click some of the answers. I'm like, hmm, that one surprised me. So I had to bring it up to you. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. surprise you a little bit with some of those. But anyway, that's everything we have for you guys this week. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Like I said, as always, this is open conversation. Dive in in the comments. Let us know what you thought about some of the stuff that we discussed today. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast because uh, next week, as Mike was saying, we've got a great interview with George and Wesley Bryan from the Bryan Brothers coming to you. And then the week after, we're going to talk about our experience at the PGA show and highlight some of our favorite products from the show, some of our favorite tech products. We're going to get our hands on some stuff while we're there. What are you guys so. most excited about for the PGA show? 
Ooh, I, I think honestly, it's seeing everybody again. Yeah. Like we've got a lot mm-hmm. of like friends in the industry that honestly we haven't seen in two years. True enough. The, yep. the PGA show is the time we always got to see them. So yeah, that and I know it happens every year. There's something that blows our minds. Something. Something like they some revealed at the show that we've never seen before. This robot driver that hits the ball nine thousand yards. Give me right. something. That putt view X. The putt view X reality. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah, looking yeah. most forward to. I'm waiting for the full AI caddy. Knows your game. Knows Comes your game. Out there with you. It's a little robot. Yep. Yeah. That's what I need. Who knows? That's what he needs. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for t- tuning in. We'll see everybody again next week.